Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Rock, man. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. No LeVar Arrington. He will be back with us coming up on Monday after a long weekend tourney talk. Maybe Deshaun Watson finally makes his decision. But regardless, we have got you covered here, taking you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. You can hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are, making us a part of your Friday morning. We appreciate you doing so. A lot of people out there nursing uh, some St. Patty's Day hangovers, uh, battling through the pain to try and get to work or uh, or uh, get their work done here on a Friday during day two of the tournament. Uh, but uh, we've got you covered here. We will make you feel at least a little bit better about the splitting headache you currently have because uh, you had too many green beers. It's the least we could do here on FSR Brady Quinn. It's the least we could green do. Green beers. How many people actually drank green beer yesterday for St. Patrick's Day? It's a thing, man. It's a thing. I know it's a thing. I've been there, done that. We talked about that a little bit yesterday. Yeah. That's when you wake up the next day. And obviously, things are a little bit fuzzy for like many people out there. But you, you go to the bathroom. You go, oh, yeah. Yeah, because everything comes out green. <laughs> it's just... It is. It is. Uh, it is weird. I, I don't know who thinks. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to have a Bud Light and spray. You know, uh, sprinkle some uh, green drops in it to make myself feel a little Irish. Here's an idea. Why don't you just get a green cup? I, what, what are we doing here? Like, get a green cup, get one of those carnival cups, and have some fun and, and pretend to be Irish. Listen, I I, I realize this. I'm. I, I think I'm 50 percent Irish. I don't remember the last time I've actually had a beer on St. Patty's Day because I'm always working. There, there's always something going on. But what I did have was some corned beef and cabbage. Corned yeah, beef and did. cabbage. Oh, yeah. man, it is so good. Get that cabbage in your system, It sir. is. It is so good. Corned beef and cabbage. My brother made it uh, with uh, some carrots on the side. Mm. Uh, you know, some There were some mashed potatoes. I didn't partake in the mashed potatoes. Too many Why? carbs for me. Uh, too many oh, carbs for me. Geez. It's one of those things. Early in the morning. It's St. Patrick's Day, dude. I understand. It's one day out of the I year. I understand. I just you can have a cheat it. day. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to have a cheat day. I'll have one this weekend. I just couldn't do it because I didn't want to be burping up mashed potatoes when I was uh, trying to work burping out getting ready for uh, a show. It happens. I, I, I don't know anyone who gets indigestion from mashed potatoes. You I might just, be the only person in the history of humanity. I don't have to tell you, man. I mean, uh, this is just, uh, I'm not, I'm just not. I'm not <laughs> That has nothing to do with indigestion. Yeah. Yeah. Roberto, that's the, that's the opposite end of, of indigestion. Like, that's, that's upside down indigestion that you're referring to there, Roberto. Uh, so, no, it, uh, but, uh, listen, corned beef. And I was shocked. I just, My wife he just loves playing the sound. I mean, Roberto, does. I love you because you just love playing that. There's no other man. reason. You just love playing the sound. Yeah. <laughs> 
does. And he's got two pitches. He's Mariano Rivera. He's got a fastball, and he's got a, a off he's, speed. Yeah, he's got the uh, yeah. What what the, uh, what was it? Uh, the uh, splitter. What cutter. Did he, yeah. yeah, the cutter. He's got the cutter, cutter and the cut fastball. Fast. Yeah, it was a fastball and a cutter. Fa- yeah, cut fastball. that's it. So uh, Roberto's got two speeds. He's got the cutter. He's got the fastball, and he uh, just rattles those off. Uh, so there's the uh, that that's the cut fastball. All right, so there's the cut fastball. Can we hear the regular uh, fastball? The uh, from yeah. So there's that one. Cut fastball, a lot more effective. Uh, that second one will get you though. Yeah, it will. <laughs> it, it, it'll catch you off guard. It will. It'll change uh, your knees. Will change colors. Uh, all right. So um, here's the uh, here's where we're at with uh, with the situation in the NFL, which is one of the most glorious glorious, dramatic situations uh, that I can recall at the quarterback position. Uh, Baker Mayfield uh, has said, um, you know, he feels like it's with the, it, within the best interest of all parties involved. If, uh, you know, we just move on, right? It's uh, it's time to go. Uh, you know, this is not uh, this is not working. Uh, it's uh, quote in the mutual interests for both sides uh, for us to move on. The relationship uh, is uh, too far gone uh, to mend. It's in the best interest of both sides that we uh, ultimately move on and split apart. So uh, that from uh, Baker Mayfield, according to Adam Schefter, and um, the Cleveland. Browns got wind of that after finding out that Deshaun Watson has eliminated them from the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes and the Browns have said nah <laughs> we're just we're not going to accommodate that uh, as of yet whether this whole thing leads up to the season and Baker Mayfield's still the quarterback I have no idea but what the f is going on with your former team the Cleveland Browns Brady Quinn well I <laughs> you know so, something's changed. Some things stay the same, and and unfortunately for the Browns, it's 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 always something, uh, which is you know, <clears throat> status quo, I guess. So so here's how I look at this entire scenario: the Browns, who apparently told Baker Mayfield after the season they were going to look at quote unquote top tier quarterbacks, <laughs> which. Like, how's that feel? I, I was just gonna say, like that. That would it's it's laughable that you could say that to another quarterback <laughs> and not think there's not gonna be consequences. <laughs> imagine, so, imagine saying that to your wife. Hey, uh, listen, I love hey, you, babe. I love you. <laughs> I'm looking at some other top tier talent out there. Uh, what? Like, let me tell you something. My wife, uh, my wife is Mexican. If I said that to her, listen, uh, I love you, but uh, you know, I'm gonna shop around. If something else comes up, I hope you understand. Um, I would have a switchblade in the back of my neck in 30 seconds. Like, it's not even, not even remotely possible that I would get away from yeah. that unscathed. Yeah. I, I would have a bread of 45 point at the back of my head. Okay, <laughs> that, that, that's yeah. where that would go for me. Yeah, the, you, you want a switchblade? I've got a Beretta. <laughs> um, so, so I digress. <laughs> The timeline of things. So that was apparently said to Baker. And then that is really what makes sense to the reports from Mary Kay Cabot, a local beat reporter there in Cleveland. She has for a long time. We talked about her yesterday. She's done a fantastic job. She said, hey, he requested a trade. Well, yeah, of course. If someone came up to you, I mean, just think about this and whatever your job is. Hey, uh, we really like you, but we want to try to find someone who's better than you at your job oh, to replace God. you. How are you going to react to that? It's awful. It's you're so, it's you're awful. probably going to say, um, what? Yeah, I want out of here. Get me somewhere else where I can go do my job where someone appreciates me. So I think you're starting to see where maybe where Baker was coming from. 
and and it, 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 there's more frustration from it because he played banged up this season. And that's the tough part is, you know, people on the outside don't care. People who have you on your fantasy team don't care. Betters don't care. No one cares when you play hurt, when you're playing banged up or injured. And we always talk about as players, everyone's playing hurt. You know, everyone's dealing with something probably from week six in the season on. Like, guys are starting to feel it. Everyone's playing a little banged up. And so no one really cares that much. However, there is something to be said when you've got, like, legitimate injuries, some of which that may need to have surgery. Like, that's, that's, that's a real thing. And you'd like to think that the organization takes that into consideration in how you perform. I mean, uh, imagine, for example, you know, having a sick day, but saying, you know what, I'm going to come and I'm going to come work. Now, you may not be at your best, but you showed up. You're, you're trying to get through it. You're doing all you can. And, and then your boss comes after, hey, you, you really didn't perform well today. It's like, well, dude, yeah, I, I know I didn't, but yeah. I, did, I did the best I could to get here. So I think there's an element of frustration from that in the season. And then obviously the team just telling him flat out, we're going to go try to find if we see if we can get the sweepstakes for someone better than you. Uh, okay. So then it got out that he, maybe he said, okay, then trade me. Well, now we're seeing the Deshaun Watson part of this whole equation play out, and the Browns aren't even desirable. I mean, I, I do wonder from Deshaun Watson's side, and I'll ask you this, I wonder how much he looked at the situation and goes, they drafted that guy number one overall. 100%. And now they're looking at moving on to me. He's like, why would I want to go there? Like, they're not loyal to anyone. Yeah. Why would I, why would I want to go, go to an organization that doesn't even own up to the guy that's there right now? Well, I don't, I don't want to be that guy. And it's a guy who brought you your first playoff win in, in how many years? Um, say whatever you want. They were in that game against Kansas City uh, in the second round. Like, they've seen more success than they had seen in a long time previous to when, when Baker Mayfield got there. I don't think it's any coincidence that the second he became the starting quarterback, they actually started to, and no hyperbole on this, win games. Because they weren't even doing that for, for a long stretch under Hugh Jackson. And then all of a sudden, and I'm not saying that he's a top 10 uh, quarterback in the NFL or he deserves you know $50 million or whatever the, these contracts are. But man, he, he's not bad. Like, and, and the other part of this that, that's so strange to see how it all play out, it's like if you're – I assumed when they got rid of Odell Beckham Jr., they were choosing Mayfield. Those guys clearly couldn't coexist. They determined that's the guy we want to stick with. And then when Jarvis Landry was cut, I thought, huh, well, that's interesting. But they traded for a wide receiver in Amari Cooper. They clearly uh, have seen we need a different wide receiver group, uh, but we're going to ride with Baker. And now they're getting rid of him as well, too. You were just in the playoffs two years ago. It's not like it's a rebuild. Like, they're, they're a talented team. They're a good football team in a tough division. They were just in the playoffs and were riddled with injuries. But they're almost acting as if it's a tear it down and rebuild it from the ground up. I don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. It's, it's strange to see how this, how this whole thing has played out. It's strange even more so when you consider it's not a good year in the draft. It's not a good year for free agent quarterbacks. Not that it really ever is, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, usually if, if you get a quarterback that gets to free agency for whatever reason, there's something that's going on there, right? Yeah. 
So sure, you can go out and sign Jameis Winston. You can go out and you know sign or trade for you know Jimmy Garoppolo, someone else. I mean, it, is is Jimmy Garoppolo an upgrade from Baker? I I don't think so. Yeah, I I don't either. Uh, honestly, like I, I mean, it's close. I mean, uh, who are you gonna get right now? That's the, I. It, the whole thing is strange, man. I don't. I mean, Matt Ryan at this at this age is Matt Ryan an upgrade over Baker Mayfield? I mean, not not. I mean, maybe on that team, that roster, and maybe. I mean, does does Matt Ryan want to do that? Yeah. Matt Ryan's made so much money in his career. I mean, he could just retire. Yeah. He he could he could call it a career at any point in time. He's made so so much money. I, I think he's made over two hundred million dollars easily. And, and a well-spoken guy would, yeah. would would get recruited by a network to be a broadcaster immediately. Oh, of course, Day especially one. right now. Yeah, with everything going on. Day one. I, I I so anyway back to the Browns. I, I just it, it's it's obviously it's it's different ownership than I was there. They're like eight general managers removed, probably eight or nine head coaches removed from when I was there. It's just the same old thing though. And they can never get out of their own way. And this is an example of that. You know, they, they always feel like they're, they want to go out and improve the roster, find someone better. Okay. But you're not appreciating the dude you had there in front of you who's played some good football at times for you, who played banged up for you last year. And now you've got him to the point where you've disrespected him in a public manner. And as much as people want to, you know, maybe bang on Baker Mayfield for some of his antics or his immaturity, which I, I've been one of those people who have been critical of him yeah, it's at fair. times. It's fair. It, it, it is fair. But now, I, I mean, and by the way, I, I've always been on his side as a Browns quarterback, now more so than ever. I just don't know how much longer he's actually going to be a Browns quarterback. I mean, he's been in the NFL four years. He's on his fourth head coach. I mean, like, I, we're going to pretend like this is all Baker Mayfield. Uh, the, the organization is stable, but it's the quarterback that's got to go. I mean, it was Hugh Jackson. Then it was the Greg Williams. Then it was Freddie Kitchens. Now it's Kevin Stefanski. I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, the whole thing is bizarre. And when you start to look around, to your point, I don't know what is a realistic option that's available that's better than Baker Mayfield. I, I just, I, I think... I, I really think the Browns butchered this. <laughs> I really do. But if you want to get people interested in watching Hard Knocks again, can we get the Browns on Hard Knocks with Baker Mayfield still on the roster, please? Like, that's um, all I'm saying. Imagine being the Browns, though, and, like, doing all of this and thinking you had a legitimate shot of getting Deshaun Watson, <laughs> only to be denied. Yeah. Imagine how that feels <laughs> as an NFL franchise. And, and, and that's the thing. I feel bad for the Browns fans because of how this, this team has been led by their front office and the mistakes that they've made at times. But this is an example of just, hey, hey, look at us. We're Cleveland. we got a talented roster. Come, <laughs> come to Cleveland. You know? Did you see the photo of Amari Cooper, by the way, in, in, like in front of his Browns locker? Uh, no, I saw him shaking hands with Stefanski. I didn't see the photo yeah. of him in front of the locker. He looked like a four-year-old. Who some who someone stole his toy bike? He had, he had like the most disgruntled, upset look on his face, and 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 I'll be real, man. I mean, going from Dallas to there, or you know, originally it was obviously with the Raiders, you know, to Dallas, but then to Cleveland, 
it feels it's it's a different feeling. Well, you I mean, ta- when you, you you talked about going from Notre Dame to Cleveland, and it yeah. felt different. <laughs> it, it's just it, when you play for a big brand, a oh, big franchise. Man. I mean, when I got traded to Denver. I was like, oh wow, okay, this feels a lot different. This is more of how I thought the NFL would feel. And, and, and again, it's no disrespect on Cleveland. I'm from Ohio. I'm from Columbus. But there's a different feel to all of it with the way organizations are run, the way the city is, is, is you know, uh, kind of uh, encompasses it and how that plays a role, the media, the attention, everything else. And I, I remember getting there and being like, okay, this is, <laughs> this is different. Uh, it's just so funny, man. Just uh, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Uh, it is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on Fox Sports Radio. Speaking of great cities, we are brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas. The greatest arena on earth, every game, match, race, and competition. It is always on. Whoever you root for, whatever sport you love to watch, the biggest games are even bigger in Vegas. So make sure to plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. All right. So coming up next, um, there's a lot of optimism, a lot of optimism. Uh, We are not trying to be negative. Uh, We are not trying to be disrespectful. But if you are one of these optimistic people on a major story in the NFL, we might have some bad news for you. It's yours next year on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two Pros and a Cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, we are going to get into um, this discussion, not trying to be negative, but uh, just need to simply point out uh, some hard truths here on this show when it comes to uh, one team uh, in the NFL. So we'll get into that here oh, in just a few moments. I thought we were talking now. about Kentucky basketball for a second. Uh, no, no. Are, are you? Uh, have you gotten uh, some pushback? Uh, have you been? Have you been talking some trash to your uh, Kentucky basketball friends who are diehards? Of the, um, uh, I, I have been talking trash because they actually they do take it to heart. They they take it pretty hard. Most really? Kentucky basketball fans do. Yeah, they're diehards. They're they're diehards. Um, I, I'm just gonna throw this out there because because this is what I've always told my buddies, and they get really really upset when I when when I say this to them. Coach Cal, good coach, great recruiter. Yes. That's where his success has come from. 100%. I mean, I, I just like, and they're like, what do you mean he's not a, he's not a great coach? I'm, I'm sorry. He's a great recruiter. He's a good coach. I, I think if you look at his resume in comparison to like a, a Coach K, for example, who granted, I know coach for a lot longer. And so it gives him a longer runway to win what five national championships. Uh, obviously, they have a chance to win a six. Yeah. I don't think they will this year, but I, I digress. Coach Coach K is the type of coach that you're saying, okay, like you kind of give him more of the benefit of the doubt uh, based on a lot of things at, at Duke. Coach Cal, like different story. I mean, there's kind of been some stuff that's followed him, whether it's from, you know, from Massachusetts to well, Memphis, you know, not in Kentucky. I mean, and, and he's found his niche. He's found his model there at Kentucky. But if you're a Kentucky fan, and this is what I, this is what I always say to my, my friends. If you're a Kentucky fan and you're satisfied with the job that Coach Calipari has done, to me, you're selling yourself short. 
Like, you, you are not aspiring to be better, to be more. You've had some of the most talented teams in basketball year in and year out, and you underachieve all the time, with the exception of one. He's won, what, one national championship yeah, in Kentucky? he's got one, yeah. He's got one. He's the one who started the one-and-dones. He's the one who started convincing guys to come to Kentucky, Lexington, Kentucky, to play a year of basketball before going to the NBA. He's the one that started that. And they can't win more than one national championship? Are you kidding me? I mean, just let's put it this way. Which college football team is the most talented year in and year out right now? Uh, Alabama. There you go. Yeah. How many national championships has Nick Saban won at Alabama? Well, he'll f- uh, seven. Does he have seven right now? It, it, it's, it's more than one. Yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> I'll, oh, yeah. I'll put it this way. I have to use more than one hand to count, more yes. than one finger. And, and, it, and so just by comparison, and, and we've talked about this, look, the, the NCAA tournament is probably the hardest championship to win of any sport. But you also do have a playoff system now in college football. It's not like they play a cupcake schedule through the SEC, especially in the SEC West, by the way, either. And I, I look at it and go, I'm not saying that Coach Calipari should have won, you know, seven national championships, but two, he's been, three? He's been to the Final Four six times. So, I mean, he, he's he's done it one time at Kentucky. He went to the Final Four in uh, 2011, 12, 14, and 15. But with that much talent, you would assume – you yeah you'd you'd have more than one. It's like uh, the the big three in Miami. I mean yeah they got two, but you know they were talking a lot more than just two when they were there. And and so and it's not a by the way it's not a knock on him that that he's a, a great recruiter. But when it comes no. to a coach, he's not the top you know the X's and O's guys in the game. I mean look at uh, Ed Orgeron. A lot of people say man a great recruiter, but he didn't have anything to do with what they were doing on the field. It's like okay, but he's I mean he got a national title, but. There are limitations to that, and and to even compare Coach Cal and, and Coach K, I, I don't even think it's close. I just think it's interesting that a lot of Kentucky fans feel like, well, if, if Coach Calipari left, like we don't know who we go to. Really, you're Kentucky basketball. Yeah, I you mean, figure it out. You know they had, uh, you know they've they've had success before uh, John Calipari got there. It's, uh, I mean, they are a brand. They're one of the brands in college basketball because you put them with what Duke, uh, Gonzaga, oh, yeah. North, Carolina. Uh, North Carolina, Kansas, well, Gonzaga, Kentucky. I put them. I put them before Gonzaga. I mean, yeah, don't even on. don't even get me started with Gonzaga. I mean, you've got Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas. Like those, those to me are the four blue bloods of college basketball. And then it's kind of everyone else comes after that. Like every year, year in, year out, those four teams should be the most talented. They're probably ranked in the top 20. If they're not, it's a, it's a problem. But those are the four top teams in college basketball. And I just, I, I, I mean, again, and I know this is somewhat of an emotional reaction because they just lost to a 15 seed in St. Peter's. The, pe- but, the Peacocks, by the way. Yeah, right. I mean, talk about, by the way, talk about peacocking around. Yeah. Can you imagine the St. Peter's Peacocks peacocking around right I mean, now? You imagine if they ever played South BMOC, buddy. I Big men on campus. You imagine if uh, they ever played South Carolina? I mean, oh, the Gamecocks versus the Peacocks? Yeah. I mean, 
I was, you know, I was going to have a cock office. Yeah, yeah, he he would. And, and I don't even know like, uh, like who I'd prefer in that because I feel like, um, you know, South Carolina's probably got the deeper roster, but I feel like uh, St. Peter's is longer uh, as far as their approach to how they, uh, you know, and you saw that play out uh, yesterday when it came to uh, beating Kentucky. So so what the hell was that? Like what, what was that? Was was that that? Eddie Garcia? Roberto, is that a drop of Eddie Garcia? It's a peacock. Okay. <laughs> That's a peacock. Sorry, right, I've never heard a peacock make a sound. I've seen, I I've seen their, their beautiful feathers. A- ask, yeah. ask Petros. He he and I live in the same area, and there's peacocks all over the place. Yeah, and it's that's a- the sound. Hey! Wait, are what, what an enchanted place that must be. Wait, you guys live in a place where you have peacocks roaming around? Eddie, yeah. there's peacocks in San Pedro? Uh, well, Palos Verdes. Oh, okay. Is yeah, up there, yeah, yeah. Well, that's where, uh, isn't that where, uh, what's it, Lincoln Riley just bought that's like, right. a, a mansion, right? Yes, he did. Right? Yes, he did. Yeah. Jesus, Did anyone man. tell him about California property taxes? <laughs> no, one, no one told him about that? Yeah, was it 16, 17 million he paid 17 for? 17 million. Yeah. Good God, yeah. man. The funny thing is, it, I mean, not to like completely go down a different direction, but he he made what a hundred million dollar contract, right? Yeah. Um. So like, and this is how you should look at it. Fifty percent of that's gone, right? Like you give it to Uncle Sam. If you're in the state of California, no offense, guys, it's probably more like sixty percent. Yeah. Oh, trust. So if us. you if you yeah. make a hundred million dollar contract, you're going to make it. You really should be thinking, I've got like forty million to really work with when it's all said and done, because the tax are going to take away the other sixty percent in the state of California, and obviously with the federal income tax, et cetera. You have forty million to work with. You just wrapped almost half of what you're making into this property that's gonna cost you upwards of hundred and fifty thousand a year in property taxes, at least. I mean I might be underselling that, but my God, did no no one explain that to him? Well, I mean, uh, it, but the good news is that, you know, traffic's not an issue out here. Uh, so at least you got that. So, you know, at least he doesn't have to worry about, uh, you know, sweating his ass off trying to get from home to uh, to a game at the Coliseum every week. So so there is that. Uh, yeah, $17 million, uh, I'm out. And it's not that I couldn't afford it. I just, you know, I choose to put my $17 million elsewhere. That's the way I look at it. Lane, uh, what not, I just almost called him Lane Kiffin, Lincoln Riley, whatever. Uh, it'll play out the same way probably. All right, two pros and a Cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up in, uh, we'll call it 12 minutes from now, we're going to have another edition of Over-Unders. It is a wild weekend in the world of sports, and we're going to make some uh, predictions here, some over-unders for you here on a Friday coming up uh, about 12 minutes from now here. on. We actually have a chance of winning. If uh, Lavar's not here, I know that's that's yeah. that, why do you think we're playing it? I mean, uh, if he was here, we'd uh, try and say, "Ah, oh, Lavar ran out of time, man." I don't know what to tell you. Uh, we, so we would uh, continue on with another topic, but uh, yeah, you got to uh, you got to take advantage of these opportunities when you get them. Um, I'm going to ask you. This is a really difficult question, a really difficult question, because um, details uh, on the Devonte Adams contract that he is signing with the Raiders. Um, Field Yates of uh, ESPN uh, put this out that uh, it's the largest ever. Uh, for a wide receiver, but also the largest contract for any non-quarterback in NFL history, both in terms of average annual value, $28.5 million, and total value, $142.5 million. Um, and uh, $67.5 million of that is guaranteed. So, obviously, pairing up Derek Carr with Demonte Adams, who's arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL, just a phenomenal get for the Raiders, who finally have a number one wide receiver to go along with Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro and a team that feels like they're on the rise uh, in the AFC. So I'm going to ask you a really difficult question, Brady Quinn. 
what do you think? And let me re- redo this. Who do you think? Who do you think is the biggest long shot upon this news to win the AFC West? next season who do you think is least likely to win the afc west according to the betting market even following this news on the trade for Devonte adams well i feel like you're leading me down the road to say the las vegas raiders that is correct brady okay. quinn that is correct uh the las vegas raiders uh still projected uh, as the biggest long shot to win uh, the afc west so i ask even, you even with chandler jones and you know Devontae Adams and, and significantly, I'd like to point out, the Kansas City Chiefs are still the favorite at plus 140, so 100 wins you 140. Uh, the By the way, de- what have they done in free agency? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, yeah, we got Patrick, we yeah. got Tyreek Hill, we got Travis Kelsey. They brought, they brought back Eric Bieniemy. Uh, they're good. Uh, so uh, so the, the Chiefs are good. Uh, but is the Kansas City Chiefs a plus 140? Well, then- and, and Matt Nagy, by the way. Oh, God, I forgot. Yeah, no yeah. wonder they're still the favorite. I forgot. Um, favorite? I'm surprised they knocked them down. Like and you got the Denver Broncos sitting at plus 275 as a slight favorite. Uh, 200 wins you 275 over the Chargers, who are a plus 280. And then the Raiders are plus 550. All right, so they're a ways away from the competition, which just asks the question, if you're paying almost $30 million a year for a wide receiver, but you still finish last in the division, is it the best move? Um, I don't know if it's the best move. I will say this. We have said for how long Derek Carr has never really had a number one wide receiver outside of Amari Cooper in what his like rookie and second year when, yeah. he, when he played well for them. That was it, man. And and now he's finally got one, a guy he's familiar with, has chemistry with, played with in college, as our own Eddie Garcia has pointed out. Um, I, I, I love this move for them. They're a playoff team last year. I think we're underselling them, honestly. With Chandler Jones, too, across from Max Crosby, that's going to help out this secondary. That's going to help out this defense. I mean, I, I, I am... I, I think I said this to you guys earlier last week. It, it's the best division. It will be the best division in the NFL. 100%. The question becomes, is this the first time we see f- like every team from the division get in the playoffs? I, I think and we were having the – what division were we talking about last year? Was it the NFC, NFC West. West? Okay. NFC West. I don't know. Not that it's not – which Do, three got in, by the way? Yeah, and, and and we've seen three get in in the NFC South. Uh, you know, a few years back, I think it was twenty seventeen. Well, three got yeah, in, th- in the th- NFC South. Three is doable, and and it makes sense. But now with the seven teams in the playoffs, you kind of look and go, maybe there is a scenario or or, or a way of getting all four teams in. I'm not going to go through the math because we don't have the schedules yet to do it. Yeah, but I I promise you, there's a way it could happen. And this year, it, it would be the AFC West. That would be the division where all four would be able to make it. Yeah, my assumption would be whoever's the last place team in the AFC West would be competing against teams like yeah Baltimore, um, potentially New England, Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm not even going to mention anybody from the AFC South because that feels like it's whoever wins the division is the only team that gets in. But I right. I, I don't I don't. Well, that's the thing is that who in the AFC East are you betting on? New England. That's it. Yeah, the I, AFC North is the other division where I think you've got to your point. If Baltimore doesn't win the conference then it's it's Cincinnati or Baltimore right 
that well, they used to remember the conversation we would have in the NBA to where the Eastern Conference would be so weak and the Western Conference would be like, well, this is the West. I know. And, flipped, huh? and they're like, well, this isn't fair. You've got all these good teams that aren't going to make the playoffs because they're on the wrong side of uh, of the of the league. And it's like, all right, well, you know, if you're the NFC, I mean. Like, how many teams down do you go before you say, all right, we should just start pulling teams from the AFC to make this thing make sense? I, it just, you know, it, it's so slanted towards the AFC as far as all the talent next year, uh, especially in the AFC West. I mean, it's it's going to be bananas to watch that whole thing play out. So good I, I cannot wait. I really cannot wait to watch. Now, the interesting thing, and, and I don't know why my mind's wandering this direction, but just the fact that with all the changes at Fox, you know, Aikman, Buck leaving to go to Monday Night Football, and then you see the way the arms race is taking place in the AFC West, that's all a CBS package. Yep. It, I mean, the NFL will feel and look a lot different in the NFC next year, even though we got Brady back and Rodgers back in Green Bay. The, the people calling those big games, it's not the same group. Mm. I mean, uh, and it, it's going to it's going to feel and look a lot different. And it's, you know, dare I say, like maybe there's going to be some competitiveness, but it's not going to be that as good of matchups as we're looking forward to in the AFC. Yeah, it's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe Fox Sports Radio. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up next, another edition of Over Unders as we make some predictions for a busy weekend in the world of sports. And it's yours right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it, you listen to it, I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. wonder who picked this song. Little Animal. I didn't pick this. Oh, okay. Hey, Berto, did I pick this song? No. And this is Animal, right? Correct. Yeah, Animal by Pearl Jam. Good song. I love me some Pearl Jam. Yeah, it's good. Good tunes. What was the name of Pearl Jam before they were Pearl Jam? Uh, Mookie Blaylock. That's right. Yeah, that was their that was their favorite basketball player. So they were called Mookie Blaylock, and I think uh, I don't think they could use the name, which is why they switched to uh, Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, Lincoln Park. Their original name was Hybrid Theory. Yeah. And uh, then they had to change because they didn't have the rights to it. So they named their first album Hybrid Theory. Do you know what Corn, the band Corn's original name was before they switched to Corn? True story. Uh, it was like Carrot? No. That's for your class guy right there. Yeah, he's a classy guy. That's Brady Quinn. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, just go through the produce aisle and pick out what uh, that former name thinking. was. Uh, I got your carrot right here. Uh, their, uh, their previous name was LAPD. <laughs> I swear to God. Like, who actually thought that was going to fly oh, if you got signed man. by a record company? Uh, but uh, there it is. And uh, normally at this point in the conversation, what did we say, Brady? 
Who cares? Yeah, good point. Uh, all right, we are going to get to another edition of Over-Unders here uh, momentarily. want to let you know we are brought to you by Indeed. Hiring, heating up. Indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. Sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on Indeed whose resumes match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit, and it's time. Time to put your money where your mouth is. I have been losing I know you're a lying, low-life gambling degenerate. It's over under. All right, lead the lap. What do we got? All right, you guys. Number of uh, lower seeds that won on day one was six. Six lower seeds won on day one. So I'm asking over under number of lower seeds that win on day two, five and a half. Ooh. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to say, well, actually, Jonas, you go first. <laughs> you're an what? a-hole. Um, I would like it to be more. Oh, you're going to say less. Say it. I'm going to go with less. Yeah. Damn it. I, I want there you're, to be a You know what? You're stuff. probably right, but I'm going to try to breathe it into existence. I'm going to say take the over. I, I think more chaos, more craziness happens. There's a lot of parody in college basketball this year. I think we get over the five and a half. You guys, first game on day two, Loyola Chicago versus Ohio State. First time we see Sister Jean tomorrow on the broadcast, two minutes into game time, over under. Well, it's under. later on this morning, Lee. I mean, come on. It's, yeah. a, it's tipping up. Not tomorrow. Later this morning. Today. Come on. Today. A couple hours. Um, so you think under. under two minutes? Dude, she's like the first thing they're going to show. Okay. Is she their mascot pretty much? Yeah, but it, it, are we counting this after tip off or because I'm assuming it's a game time, right, Lee? This will be game time. Okay, so after tip-off, I'm going to say over. Yeah, I don't, I don't She's think... She's their she, mascot. Yeah, I know, but, you know, I mean, it's not like... Uh, you they'll, know. they'll show her, like, going to a break or something. I mean, look, like the Notre Dame mascot. How soon into the broadcast are they showing uh, that leprechaun? You know? Like, what's, what's, that guy's, what's that guy's name, by the way? That, uh, Larry. Uh, Larry the leprechaun. Larry the leprechaun? Yeah. Well, that's creative. Yeah. What's the matter? Lance was taken? Uh, what do we got, Lee? All right. Uh, Notre Dame taking number 11. Notre Dame taking on number six, Alabama. Wins this weekend at a half. For, over. For Notre Come on, Dame. baby. Hey, you know what? I'm taking the over, too. Because yeah. I, I like Notre Dame in this game. And let me tell you why. I've bet on Notre Dame-Alabama games before. It was the oh, college no. football playoff a couple years ago. And Notre oh, Dame covered, covered that spread. Yeah, they did. All right, so that counts F- as a win. Hey. F you to all the people out there, because yeah. if you'll remember, no one else covered that nope. entire that entire college football playoff. Notre Dame. Did yeah, that. I think it was 18 and a half, uh, and it was a backdoor, but that doesn't matter. Backdoors no, still doesn't. count. Yeah, it does. Backdoor's oh, open, yeah. baby. <laughs> I mean, not mine, but you know what I mean. You pick that up, please. All right, let's go ahead, Lee. Guys, number one seeds eliminated over the weekend by the end of the weekend at a half. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say under. Well, wait. They play a second round, too, though, don't they? Correct. Yes. Ooh. It's got a little spicy. Well, you have uh, to take I, the I, under. I'm, I'm, I'm still going to take the under. Didn't you yeah. pick all number one seeds in the final four? Yeah, I did. I went chalky. I got a little chalky there in the final four. We're, we're the complete opposite because I, I didn't pick one number one seed in the final four, which is uh, happened twice. So I've what? got no shot. I have no idea. I, I just I didn't realize it until after I was done, and I said I'm too lazy to go back and change it. Yeah, um, that's about right. Lee, I'm going to take the over. I think somebody's going to get knocked off. All right. All right, you guys. They say there's no timetable for Deshaun Watson's decision, but we'll give one for him. Midnight on Monday over under Deshaun Watson's decision. Oh, under. I don't even know if it makes it to Sunday. I'm, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the over Ooh. because I think he wants more headlines, which is it's, an insult to people that have weekend shows, myself included. It's going to break at like 10 a.m. Eastern. 
On Monday? No, like today. Okay, we've gotten the shaft almost literally when it comes to news being broken. Yeah, but you don't mind that. Well, no, and not even the the news either. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.